Praise the Lord. So real quick, can all the mothers in the house just stand because of time? Wherever you are, just be on your feet. All mothers in the house. And let's just celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. It's not an easy feat to be a mother. Praise the Lord. No, it's not a small feat to have somebody move inside you. Move, actually live inside you and kick in. From a that idea, I can't even take it. I can't even imagine it. But something is moving inside me. But yet, these ones have gone through it. So I need us be able to pray for all the mothers in the house. Just be able to commit them before God. Just be able to bless them wherever way you can. Mali Tali Brekatoza. Father, I thank you for these ones. I declare, I declare, Lord, Baba, these ones, their voice will not be silent in this generation. These ones will prophesy. These ones will prophesy. And when they prophesy, dead things will come back to life. When they prophesy, Baba, you will answer them. Father, we thank you. You'll be praised, you'll be glorified. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. As we delve into your word, give us understanding. Restore. Restore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So continue on the series, Free Indeed. And um, one thing I follow, Reverend Christie's message on Sunday and Tuesday, one thing I picked out that was that stand out so much for me. For you to break free of addiction, starts with you accepting and being accountable. She listed to me that stuff, but these two things are key. Acceptance. Accept the fact that I cannot save myself. I'm incapable of delivering myself. That I don't get this thing because that's most times where we have the problem. That mindset, I have it. I can handle this. I can take care of it. Before you know, one year don't go, two years don't go, three years you're already in that thing. And the challenge with addiction, it grows. Like she said, that when you open what one door, many others will come in. So the one of the first major thing you need to do is accepting that I can set myself free. I need help. As part of what I shared some weeks back, you need to cry to say, I need help. Then the second thing she talked about is you being held accountable. Yes, you've accepted you need help. Then now be able to go out and say, yes, reach out to somebody. Say, please help me through this. I'm being held accountable. Not just you're doing it on your own. Not this, I've, I've confessed to God. No. They actually work with someone who will take you every through it day by day 
week by week, month by month, that when you misbehave, you know somebody is there to remind you. Is there to discipline you alongside. You know, if it's you alone that set the goal line, you always adjust it. When time comes to meet up, you or your own will adjust the goal line. But when you know you are with somebody, it's difficult for you to adjust the goal line. So these two key things are important. Acceptance and accountability. Being accountable. Earlier today, Pastor Chiki shared, which for me is my own testimony, the word. The word. That you need the word of God to go beyond, to overcome. So I don't know how to put it. You can't in any way neglect the word of the word of God. It's paramount for you in overcoming addiction. Very, very important. Beyond the wristband, retraining your brain and everything, all the physical stuff you need to do. But you need to get yourself soaked into the word. For the few people I've encountered when it comes to challenges with um, addiction, they don't study the word. They don't take the word as a priority in their life. And like Reverend Christie said, the brain is something that can be retrained. From I like to put it, the brain can be reprogrammed. And one way you can reprogram the, the brain is by the word. It's like you're sending in codes day by day. Whether that part of the scripture concerns what you're dealing with, it doesn't really matter. As far as you're reading the word, you're encountering, there's a spirit behind the word. And you're diligent with it. It's just a matter of time. You're going to realize it, that things will start changing. That taste you have, you start being going away. And like you shared, Reverend Christie shared, about the experiment of the pastor who was set free from addiction over 25 years, that when they showed them porn, said the part of the brain, which is the frontal loop, got what brightened up, got littered up. For every other person, about 10 people in that experiment, all their brains got littered up from the scan. But for his own, it was a bit different. For the all others, they were aroused by that image. Before him, he wasn't aroused. Despite the fact his brain got littered up. So the difference was, there was something guarding. And said, so that's the word of God. That's the spirit of God. So in your journey to be set free, don't just go and declare you're free. And you remain. And you want to misbehave. No. Use that your liberty. Get back into the word. Get back into the word. For today, there's something I want to talk about. When it comes to dealing with addiction. And that is shame and guilt. That's one of the greatest, that's the greatest tool the enemy will use to keep you in perpetual circle. There was something um, Reverend Christie talked about when she ministered. She said, every addiction is born out of fear. And also sometimes trauma. There's something underneath that has been there. Something happened. You couldn't deal with it. Honestly, she put it, addiction is a coping mechanism. Packed in the wrong way. And sometimes you want to cover that shame. You want to hide it. You don't want to be, not right, you want to cover that addiction so that you will not be disgraced. But if you don't deal with that shame and that guilt, you're going to be in a perpetual cycle. 
I'm going to share a bit on two stories in the Bible. If you read the book of Genesis, chapter 1 to verse 2, it actually explains how life ought to have been. In the end of scripture in Genesis 1 verse, uh, 2 verse 24, give me that scripture, the last verse in Genesis 2. It says, they were both naked, the man and his wife, and we are not what? When I read this, one of I asked myself, why didn't they just say, and they were happy? Why didn't they say, and they had good time? They were fruitful, they were productive. But in ending that part of because just want to actually explain the way life ought to be. That means as believers, as humans, shame is not part of our life. We ought not to be ashamed. We ought not to be ashamed. He says, they we are not ashamed. That's how God designed it. Not ashamed of his own talent with your fellow man. And not ashamed before God. There's something that happened. Genesis 3. What happened? What they did? You all know the story. I don't want to go into it. But the Bible says, then go to Genesis 3 verse 10. Um, start from verse 9. Let me see 9. Go to it. That's what I'm looking for. The, uh. Praise the Lord. Just give me a minute. Okay, go to verse 7. It says that this was after when Adam has eaten. When Eve hates the stuff, nothing happened. But merely Adam hates it. That's when things changed. Guys, the Lord rests on us. The mandate is on us. The mandate is on us. If Adam had restored his ground, I don't think what we have, what things would have been a different story entirely. But for the fact that Adam fell, everything fell with him. Seven says, and the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together. And made themselves covering. Give me a contrary version. Go to verse 7. Like NLT. Good. So at that, at that moment, their eyes were opened. And they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. We're going to go back to this scripture. They felt shame, but how did they handle it? They used something temporary to cover it. See, they felt shame. They felt shame, but they used something temporary to cover it. Something traumatic has happened in your life, but what are you using to cover it? What are you using to deal with it? That experience in your childhood, or for some, you lost a job, how are you dealing with it? You've made promises to guys. I'm a big boy. Two, three months down the line, you've been dropped. 
You can't come again and start telling guys you want to hide. How are you dealing with it? Before I go into all of that, I want to explain what is shame, what is guilt. Shame is a feeling that your old self is wrong. It may not be related to a specific behavior or event. Shame is more about your identity, attacking your identity, your personality. That is, you're wrong. Good for nothing. You're a bad person. Unholy. You self-condemnation. In as much that you want, because of that, you want to hide yourself. That's what shame is. And that's what addiction will do. It's like taking that forbidden fruit, just like Adam and Eve. You know you've crossed the line. You know it already. But rather than come out, you want to look for something, fig trees, to cover it. The word's guilt. Guilt is a feeling you get when you did something wrong or perceived you did something wrong. When you're guilty, it's almost like a good thing, sort of. It propels you to want to do the thing right. It's a feeling that, ah, this thing I do, I bad do. Naturally, you want to take steps to correct it. But for shame, no. You hide, you retreat. Cover up. Luther, have you guys watched that movie on Netflix? I will encourage you to. It explains a bit of what I'm saying. What shame can do. It might sound like a movie. The people are willing to cover up their acts, their secret life, with their own life. That's what the movie is all about. The secret life of people being exposed. The fear of it being exposed. They were willing to die just to cover that single behavior. See, and that's what the devil just wants to do. It gets you, gets you a secret. Gets you into it. It keeps a file and a record of what you're doing. Then the day you want to rise up as a lion of the tribe of Judah, because the Bible says Jesus Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah, is it not? And you're ordained as with it. That means I can say to you, I am also a lion. But the day you rise up to say you want to row, the devil comes up to muzzle you. You can't even speak. He tells you, if you speak, I have this record. I have this to show. And because of that, you keep quiet. That's what the devil wants, to muzzle you. That you can't speak. You can't live life to your full, full, full potential. You can't live life to your optimal. Because it's keeping you there. So why change? Just keep on now. Keep taking it. You'll be fine. You'll be good. But all the devil wants to do is to get to the point where he finally take you out. And that's what it is in that movie. In the brief of it, it's simply this. The man was just getting files of people. Gets their habits. Records it. Keeps it. Then when they want to do something bad, he goes and reminds them, just do this for me. I will delete this your file. I won't expose this behavior. People will not know. I will just delete it. But the devil never gives you one. Oh, it's a never ending. It's a never ending. People were willing to key just to protect that shameful behavior. That's what shame can do. 
but there's a way to deal with it. So whatever you are addicted, my word for you today, you need to come out. Deal with that shame. Because it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. It will take you out. It will take you out. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read something I have here. It says, when you feel guilty about the wrong thing you did, you can take steps to make up for it and put it behind. But when the feeling of shame or being convinced that you are the thing that is wrong, it offers no clear-cut way to come back to feeling more positive about yourself. That's one difference between shame and guilt. When the problem is you, when you feel the problem is you, you tell yourself, what else can I do? There's really nothing now. Coping mechanism. Let me find a way to cope with it. Let me leave a way to live life like this. I hear the statement, that's how I am. If you go back to Genesis, it says, God told them, who told you you are naked? Who told you you are naked? Because that's not how he had created you. That's not how he designed you. That's not how he made you. Shame attacks identity. It attacks your personality. It attacks who you are. That when you see things are wrong, you can't speak out. Because fear that when I speak, somebody might just reveal it. Or you might feel when I speak, God will answer me. God can hear my prayer. He attacks the very fabric of your identity. That God wants you to do. Who told you you are naked? Who told you you are an addict? You are not. That's not how he has made you. Only if you can do what? Come out from among them and be separate. Touch not the unholy things. And God is willing to receive you. Step out of the darkness into light. See, people will talk because that's a big thing. But after one year, that just our old gist now. Now old gist. But you will still be here. But you still be here standing strong. But when you die in it, you keep it on the inside. You keep quiet about it. It's just a matter of time to prepare you to take actions to end it all. And all you people say, I can't take it again. I can't handle this thing. Why don't you just give up? Praise the Lord. Go back to verse 8, verse 7. Let's start from there. So at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sued fig leaves to cover themselves. Because of what had happened in the past, you decided to take ganja to cover yourself. For some, because of what have happened, the fig leaves they've taken is to take alcohol to cover themselves. For some, oh, because of what has happened in the past, the abuse they've experienced, they're going to smoking. What is it are you using to cover yourself because of that thing that happened? 
That's not the right way to deal with that trauma. Whatever way you're dealing with it right now, it won't lead up to one thing, and that's death. So sin will lead to death. The devil is after your life. So I'll tell you, that's the, that's the end plan. He's after your life. He's after your life. So the other you realize it, he said, I disgrace this, this, uh, this particular issue. Or this thing will disgrace me, will hand me. In that movie, if only those people had come out to say, this is who I am. For some, he's simply going to tell their spouses, this is what he do in the secret. And they will be fine. Allow me to speak to guys here. See, if you have a secret, you're keeping from your spouse, your wife. It's just a matter of time. It will come out. And I pray when it comes out, your mind is still intact. But when you come out and expose yourself before your spouse, you have a chance of restoring your marriage. Don't let that thing destroy your marriage. Don't let that thing destroy your relationship. Expose that behavior. Expose that thing to your spouse. And that's part of the process of accountability. If you don't do that, you can't reach your full potential as a family man, as the head of the home. Because the devil will keep muzzling you. Now you stand up in the place of prayer as a priest. You don't have the confidence to enter the throne room because you know there's something holding you back. There's a fear of that thing. Because you've not let go, you might say, yes, I've opened myself to God. But yet you've not opened to, the, to your spouse. The Bible says you can't say you love God when you hate your brothers. You can't say, I've, I've confessed before God, but you're keeping that secret to the honor most important person close to you. Keep all shiners open. Deal with that shame. So for guys, like the married ones, I encourage you. Deal with whatever it is. Deal with whatever it is. Because it's just a matter of time it will come out. One of my pastors used to say this. Say, bear the truth. After three days, it will rise. For those who have mind long enough, you know that once some certain things that you've done, that you see, you don't want to tell your wife. One day, one day, only you, out of being happy, you start saying it. Only realize that, ha, ah, you don't match life. So it's better you come out and say it. Expose it. Come out of it. Expose it. Praise the Lord. You see, they suit leaves to cover themselves up. Whatever way you're dealing with that trauma, it's only temporal. It's only temporal. It's only temporal. Go over to verse 10. So he replied, I heard you walking again. So I hid myself. I was afraid because I was naked. And that's what that shame does. 
you never go to your full potential. You will never go to your full potential. Because you only going to always remain in hiding. You're always going to remain in hiding. And as you see in the political space, everybody has the secrets they're keeping. And they use that secret to manipulate each other. They use that to manipulate each other. And like we said too, when you understand your purpose, it will help you, guide you. If you know you want to get to politics, and you want to do it well, there are certain things you know you need now, you need not to do. The same things you need now, you know that these things I need to avoid them. Because just about of time, the devil waits for you to get to that place. You are that place of authority to do the right thing. It just brings the card. And you can't do, you can't function as designed. Praise the Lord. Let me verse 11. Okay, go back to 20. Father, we give you praise. Verse 20 of that same verse. Okay, go to 21. See, and the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. It's only when you come forward before God, God can actually give you the right clothing. It's only you come forward with that thing. Forgetting the shame. Forgetting the whatever it is you feel. It's when you come forward. That's when God can give you the right clothing. For you to deal with addiction, it starts with you going back to God. It starts with you going back to God. Forget the shame. Forget the shame. Forget the shame. Forget whatever you're going through. Forget that guilt. That's what would people say? What would people say? People will always say. They will talk. What's the most interesting to talk about in this world? It's humans. The blogs you have, why are they? Why do you see that popular? It's because they talk about people. The more they start talking about animals, it will become interesting again. So people will talk. That's what the mouth is created for. But you have a life to live. But you have a life to live. You have a life to live. Because that's not how, whatever you live right now, that's not how God has designed it. He wants you to live a life with no shame. He wants you to live your life with no shame. Because if you keep living there, it will be that circle will remain. That circle will remain. Until that behavior becomes a monster that you cannot control it. But the moment you expose it and allow God to clothe you, allow God to make that sacrifice he has made for you, you accept it. It's the first step for full restoration.
is the first step for full restoration. So one of the first steps in dealing with shame is running, going back to God. Coming back to God. There's this song, see, your love is running after me. See, wherever I go, he's running after me. And that's what God is, is doing. He's running after you. Seeking for you. Adam and Eve, they misbehaved. But God sought them out, looked for them, brought them out, bought an animal, killed it, and clothed them. Stop running. Stop running, church. Stop running. Stop running. Come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to God. Confess that issue. Bring it out. Ask for help. And you receive the help. Adam have you allowed God to take care of them. For God to clothe them. Whatever you're doing right now, I'll tell you, it's temper. It's temper. Because from one, you get to another. From one high to another high. From one drug to another drug. And like Reverend Christie said, oh, from porn, you want to get to the rich thing, you get to lay the interest. From one lady, you want to get two, three songs, or three songs, you want to do an orgy. For what you know, you're getting is just a, a endless cycle. And the goal there is for you to, to end it all. So my encouragement for over it is out there. Come out. And I want to speak specifically to someone. I don't know how they'll be it online or be here. If anyone is blackmailing you, you simply come out. If anyone is blackmailing you, simply come out. That cycle of blackmail will end. If the blackmail is because of your spouse or whatever it is, see, one that I know with a few years I've been married, when you genuinely come out and tell your spouse, this thing, I've done this, we should be angry or will he be angry? Yes. But the main fact that it is you that have come out to say, I have done this. Not that you do FBI work. Come find out. No, it's a different story entirely. Then you now say, I've been one tell you before. I've been one tell you before on a different thing. I've been one tell you before and I tell you. And you know two different stories entirely. So for anyone being blackmailed out there, I will encourage you step out. Don't let the devil muzzle you. Don't let that person muzzle you. Whatever you're going to give right now, it will not end. Because if you do the first one, you become a cash cow. More will come out of it. More will come out of it. Praise the Lord. So the first thing I said there in dealing with shame is for you to come before God. Allow him to take care of you. Allow him to clothe you. Allow him to clothe you. Allow him to clothe you. The other thing I want to put there is accept his love. Accept his love. 
accept the love of God. Whatever you've done, no matter how big it is, no matter how difficult you before God, all sin is sin. Everything is the same. It's the same. Whether you lie, you shit. It's we as humans that grade them different. Say lie a small sin. Say adultery. Ah, that's a big sin. But the Bible says the wages of sin is what? Was it specified which sin? So before God, whatever I think you're doing is the same. Come out. Come out. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. I had an encounter with somebody recently. Sometime last year we shared, we had a discussion around this. And that person wanted to come out. He said, ah, after a while, he encouraged. He said, oh, I'll do it by myself. He said, I'll do it by myself. I'll do it by myself. Recently came back in this period. It didn't work. It didn't work. So my word for you is come out. Accept. Accept God's love. And let God clothe you. No amount of drug can cover that 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 without pain. No amount of drug can. No amount of drug, whatever it is, no matter of high intestine events can do it. No matter what it is can cover it. It will always keep coming up. But when you yield yourself to God constantly, you expose that thing before God, it empowers you to let go. Because you realize that God is your daddy and you're just the baby. That he's your father. And if he's your father, you have no care. A good way is the story uh, Reverend Christie shared. When the daughter was saying, Mommy, we fornicated. You know, as an adult, you can't even go out and tell anybody that. But that's what the Bible says. If you was coming to this kingdom, you must be like a child. Be bold to come before God. I've messed up. I've messed up. And even if people are around you, accusing you, just like the adulterous woman that was brought before God, before Jesus. The accuser of all things. So we caught her red and dead. She was there doing it. Selective judgment because it takes two to tango. But only one person was brought forward. Yeah, you might say, hey, it's wish hunting. Whatever it is, that you've been caught and brought and to be judged. But one thing I know, God calls you righteous. He calls you righteous. And that's one thing I've been confessing this period. The word for the year says, the righteous shall flourish. He says, who? The righteous. And you and me, you are the righteous. And who there condemns me when God makes me right? Who there? 
Who there condemns you when God says you are right? When God says you are righteous? I don't know the accusation being brought before you. I don't know what they've been accusing you with. The devil in particular has been accusing of. But I need to come forward before him. But the Bible says, just Christ, just do the right and the Ignore them. <laughs> ah, Zedei. See, when the devil comes attacking, when the devil comes accusing, be bold to look up to him. Your hand is defined. Let me tell you where you're going to hell. Just remind of where he is going to. Be bold to look up to him and say, this is where you're going to. But as for me, I'm loved by God. I'm loved by God. Yes, I might misbehave. Yes, but I'm loved by God. I'm not defined by my actions. That's not what defines me. It's God's love that defines me. Is that being a roundup? How do you deal with guilt? Guilt is a bit straightforward. Confess. Confess. If you must make that change, the first step is confess. Apologize. If you're guilty of anything, simple. You know you have done this and it's wrong. And your mind tells you it is wrong. And you know, kuro, kuro, this thing is wrong. Simple. Apologize. But often time where the problem comes into play, we want to cover that guilt. And I will tell you, a master who did that, and that's David. David misbehaved with Bathsheba. If it was a skillful thing, I've done it very well. Nobody will know. Rather than accept it, he kept looking for ways, ways to cover it up. The Bible says, he that covers his sin shall do what? So whoever covers his sin shall know what? That's what the word says. God's word says. David was looking for every opportunity to cover up the sin. Even he knew he was guilty. He kept looking for ways to cover it up. He kept looking for ways to cover it up. At first, he brought the husband wire. Come in. Come and stay. Start. When the beggar happened, he said, ah, you feel like to stay now, it happened at the same time. But Uriah did not. Rather than accept it. Ah, and that's what the Bible says. Sin will always go to a different level. Sin will lead to death. What did David do? Kill the guy. So if this guy is out of the picture, there's nobody that can accuse me. The moment you want to defend that sin, it will always lead to something else. To always lead to something else. So for guilt, simply confess. Simply confess. I've seen people who have been eaten by guilt. Physically, they are emaciated. All because they kept quiet. And it brings wickedness on the inside. If only they come out how to confess and say, this is it. I've done this. Sorry about it. And I'm willing to face the consequence of my action. Like I'll tell my kids, for every action, there's a consequence. So when you come out to confess, be willing to face the consequence of those actions. But I know God is faithful and just. 
to deliver you. Just like David in Psalm 51. Come up. Cry before him. Psalm 51 verse 1. Cry before him. So have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Get me here now, T. Take it away. Take it away. Go to verse 2. NLT. Say, wash me. Clean me from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. You don't need to struggle that long. You can call this short. You can call this short. By simply coming before God. By simply coming before God. He is willing to wash you clean. If only you can come. If only you can come. Just try and imagine it. Your son goes out to play. I have a hate your old son. He goes out to play all day. And for one reason, he falls into um, bad waters. Sort of. And he already knows that I've told him, don't go outside the compound. Don't go outside this sort of place. And he knows that that place he went to, is outside the boundaries defined for him. Because of the fact that he wants to hide it. He refuses to go to top his bath. Just try and play that in your head. He goes to bed. That if I tell mommy to date me, mommy will not say, I go outside, I go play. And if I go, if I tell mommy, mommy might likely flog me. But you forget. But you can't clean yourself. You can't wash yourself clean. No matter how you try to do it, you can't get yourself clean. You can't get yourself clean. You might have washed everything, but it's somewhere your hand can't touch. But you're going about, they see a smell that comes. And if you're like my wife, I wish like God also. Now you walk past you, they smell. You might have used perfume to do everything, but before God, it's to cease everything. But what God is simply saying, come before you, let me wash you. Let me wash you. But you might say, Pastor, I've done this over and over. His loving kindness, his messes are what they are new every morning. But for every day you meet up, he has something new. He's willing to help you. For every day you show up, he's willing to help you. But come with the willingness to stop. With the willingness that this whole thing, I'll take steps towards getting better. But he needs you to come. Because whatever you're hiding, it's just a matter of time to breed bacteria. And to be something that you can't hide again. In that same story, like I use as an illustration. If that keeps happening, if not properly cleaned, eczema will start coming. Is it not? Skin infection will come. And if the skin infection comes in a very bad place, you can't hide it again. It's like I say, it's just a matter of time. Whatever you're hiding will come out. So what I'm saying to you today, for everyone here, I don't know the shame you're going through because of that behavior. I don't know the guilt you're experiencing. But I need you to come forward before God. You may not come out here physically, but if you want to, that's all well and good. But I need to come forward before God, wherever you are. Ask for help. 
like we read. It says, wash me. Clean me for my good. Let me verse 3 of that. See, for I recognize my rebellion. It hurts me day and night. Just complain. Can't be on our feet. Laha bakatose. Zedede bakitose. Zibreketose. Laha bakisi. Zedede. 